0: Hello, and welcome back to The Glossy Podcast. I'm senior fashion reporter Danny Parisi, and today I'm sitting down with Judy Dusich and Larry Menser from Century 21 NYC. Judy is the vice president and general merchandising manager, and Larry is the company's COO. Following the 2020 bankruptcy, Century 21 NYC reopened in May. There was a big reopening, all focused on one store this time instead of many. From what we've heard from you, Judy, it seems like the new version of Century 21 is operating a lot more like a startup, Um, You guys have reestablished a lot of new relationships with brands and logistics partners. You've rethought a lot of the ways that the company works. So I'm excited to have you both here to talk a little bit more about how you've reimagined Century 21 NYC and, and hear a little bit more about the the reopening and what you guys have planned so thank you both for being here thank you, thank thank you for having us let's start with uh, I, I gave a little preview but i would love if you guys could just walk me through a little bit of like the timeline of events uh over the last couple years for for century 21 nyc um i think you've both worked at the company for a number of years now so what what was the uh kind of course of events that led to the reopening in may
1: well it it, it i guess it goes back to when uh we decided to close the company quite honestly was the beginning of the reopening. So I think obviously everyone knows that the world somewhat was turned upside down by COVID you know, century 21, which was founded in and really flourished in New York city was really dependent on, on foot traffic to all of our stores, specifically downtown, uptown, Brooklyn and and Queens. And as the tourism somewhat dried up due to the impacts that COVID was having around the world, you know, we saw the business begin to, to deteriorate. And then obviously, we, as well as the rest of retail in New York and around the world, we were closed for a while. Um, once the decision was made that we needed to permanently close the business, it was probably that same day or the next day that the conversation started about reopening the business and relaunching the brand. And and you know, we are fortunate that we have passionate owners. Um, that just have a love for New York City, uh, a love for retail, uh, and a love for the the Century 21 brand, which was not only a New York City institution, but a family institution. Um, Really not just owned by a family, but but nurtured by a family and and loved by a family and, and led by a family. So there was really no thinking about if the brand would come back. It was really a matter of when. And I think there was so much unknown happening in 2020 and even into 2021. Um, You know, we were in a lot of different discussions about what the future of the brand would look like. Um, But I I think it was, we closed on December 6th or 7th of of 2020 and we were deep in conversation by June of 21, six months later, about what the reopening would look like. How do we reimagine the Century 21 brand in a post-COVID New York? And we've been on that journey since we reopened uh, in May. And it's it's been a learning experience every day.
2: Up to jump on what Larry's saying, it's also how do we fit back into this genre of off-price? And how do we stand out? And what's our niche going to be? So there is a piece of this that we felt, along with the owners, and it was a lot of conversations around this, that we have a chance to rebuild and and possibly redo it a little differently. Come back. Uh, not exactly as we were before, but filling on white space that we saw out there, and we'll get into that more as we discuss
0: merchandising. Yeah, so that's actually exactly what I wanted to ask about. So there's there's lots of um, specifics on how the new Century Twenty One is different from the old Century Twenty One. But I wanted to start with uh, kind of the philosophical difference. Those early, those first conversations you guys had the deeper, the deepest kind of level of the reimagining. What 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 would you say are some of the kind of core differences? Uh, in your approach and then you know we can get into some of the more specific differences too
2: well i can speak to the merchant side and certainly larry can speak more on the store end but for the merchant side you know we we at one point while we were building and growing saw ourselves getting into a place that other off-price stores were filling which was a lot of mass american brands a very large amount of makeups and maybe a little moderate side just getting those dollars rolling, and you can easily fall into that because of the weight and the velocity these brands are selling, uh, the American classic brands. And we did have designer. We always had designer, but uh, it wasn't the portion that it is today. We felt going back in, that was something that was probably what's made us stand out, what, what people came to Century for. So, we built upon that. We built upon designer and contemporary. We built upon No makeups, which we don't have to in one store. So it's true closeouts. Uh, it's one of a kinds. And when we say a treasure hunt, it's a treasure hunt. You know, I've been with the company. We talked about this for years. I've been with them over 30 years and we were two doors then. And it was truly a treasure hunt. And we were just trying to get back to that uh, scenario and really excite the customer that when they would walk in daily, there would be something new and some, you know, a change forever. Whenever they would come through the doors and uh, find that one of a kind and have a story about it to tell people. And I do know on the store side for Larry also we we implemented things and I'm going to let Larry talk about this a little further that were different than the past as well. I think honestly here we probably went a little more modern. So Larry, I'll, I'll let you uh, yeah, focus Yeah, I, on I that. think
1: when when we really sat down to to reimagine the brand and, and Judy brought up a great point talking about white space. This really wasn't about just reopening the store to reopen it. It was what what is our niche? What, what, where did this all start in 1961? And, and Judy talked a little bit about you know, designer brands and 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 uh um you know, really just a, a treasure hunt. And and we reimagined that our North Star would really be Century 21 NYC needed to offer the best brands at the best prices in a hassle-free shopping environment. That was really the the framework of of how we reimagined what that white space was. And we came up with with the motto of more thrill, less hunt. So that everything you looked at, it had to be thrilling, amazing brands, um, amazing, easy to find fitting rooms, amazing, easy to find checkout experience, including self-checkout, which um, has been a learning experience for us in in an off-price apparel uh, retailer. But really looking at everything we do and, and does it answer those two questions? Is this really thrilling? Is this easier for the customer? Or is this just like any other store down the street? There's definitely going to be some similarities between, you know, all of the different off-price retailers because, you know, we're all selling, you know, somewhat similar categories. But how do we do it differently? And and I think our our merchant team, I think, you know, whether, whether we were 13, 14, 15 stores like we were before or now that we're one store, they do find the best product at the best price. Uh, that's that's their role. Our role in, in terms of how we operate the store and, and how we manage the business is it is it hassle-free? Because in today's world, the customer just has too many choices. They need a reason to leave their house and come to the store. And, and it can't just be great product at a great price because you can find that online. It's got to be, you know how do I get in and out of that store easy? Is it easy to navigate? Are the fitting rooms all open? Are they clean? Where do I check out? How do I check out? Is it simple? And, and I think- Following the guidelines of more thrills, less hunt. Best brands, best price, easy shopping experience. I think that's what we all want as consumers. That's exciting, and exciting, what our- and exciting, right. and shopping exciting. An exciting shopping experience. That's the more thrilling part. But but when yeah. you walk in and you see brands that you just can't find any place else, you know, well presented, not just mixed up with everything else. Not you know, we're a house of brands. That's something that Judy in the merchant world always says. That's what differentiates. Century 21, that when you come in here, you don't have to dig through racks or dig through piles, that it is set up by category, by brand, easy to shop. And, and today, everyone's busy. They 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 want to be thrilled, but they don't really want to do the work. And, and we're trying to make it easy for them in this new iteration of Century 21.
0: I used to work right above the Century 21 and uh, the financial district and like would go in there all the time. And I remember going on a beach trip and realizing the day before that I didn't have a bathing suit and just like went in there and found something good. I I think the treasure hunt aspect of it was, was a big appeal, but you're right that I think there's a fine line between the fun of the treasure hunt and, and maybe the, the tedium or the, the mess of the treasure, you know, I think there is something nice about the surprise of going in and not knowing exactly what you want. uh, But there also can be some frustration of, you know, like you said, if you're just digging through piles of clothes and not finding anything that that's unsatisfying. So I'm sure for you guys, that was a a big thing was trying to balance between the excitement, like you said, the thrill, but without it becoming a slog for the customer. Yeah. Listen, no one wants
1: a deal that they have to work for, not today. So it, it might be, you know, 50 off of retail, but if I have to stand in line an hour to pay for it, it's like, you know what, my time is worth more than the savings. So we've got to make it easy for the customer. So when they come to Century 21, It can't be like I got to plan my day there. It needs to be I'm going to walk in, I'm going to find something amazing and I'm going to get out of the store quick and want to come back. And and I think uh, we've put a lot of technology in, whether it's the self-checkout or just a whole new POS system, period, to kind of take those pain points and that friction away from the brand and the customer and really try to make it easy uh, for her or him uh, to get out of the store.
0: Let's talk about that decision to focus on just one store instead of, like you said, you had, I think it was 13 stores before or, or more. Yeah, we, had th- um, we had 13
1: stores in 2020, plus a website. Um, you know, at that point, we were about to open uh, our 14th store in the American Dream Mall. It was fully set up and ready to go on, on March uh, yeah, 18th of 2020. It was ready to open the next day, as a matter of fact. Um, tough timing it was and we were under construction in staten island uh which would have been our store as well as relocating our westbury store to to the roosevelt field mall versus a standalone building in westbury so we were definitely in growth mode um we 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 were not anticipating covid not that anyone was but um you know we had a a, a long-term plan um that continued to grow the company both within the new york you know metro market as well as other major tourist spots across the country, so we we felt uh, comfortable, maybe not confident, uh, but comfortable that uh, in an ever changing retail world that we had a good plan for the future. Um, when when COVID somewhat you know pulled the rug out from underneath us, um, and we talked about reimagining the brand, you know we wanted to go back to what made Century Twenty One an, an amazing institution in New York, and it really was one store. Um, You know, there were two, there was the store in Bay Ridge and the store downtown for 30 years before the third store opened uh, out in Westbury, Um, knowing that there was white space that we needed to A, find and B, then figure out how to fill it in. We really felt that not just from an operations point of view, but certainly from a merchant point of view, we needed to test and learn and figure out, okay, what is this brand going to be in the future? Who's the customer in New York today? Who are the tourists today? What what do they need from us? What do they want from us? Um, we didn't want to just open up another store. And and as I said before, we knew that the world, New York specifically, and retail had changed post-COVID, that we needed to change with it. And and opening one store um for, for the the near future really allows us the ability to to test and learn and, and grow at a sustainable rate versus jumping back in and opening up multiple stores and Um, it takes time to learn.
2: Yeah, also to jump on what Larry's saying, you know, in the past, we did see that our top doors were all honestly very city focused, uh, definitely in, you know, uh, in urban areas. So we do know moving forward, we wouldn't be looking at obscure uh, demographics. We need to go to the appropriate demographics, especially with what we're carrying today, which is certainly very, uh, it's uh, definitely, I would say, a better assortment and new and emerging brands almost a, a little bit of a cooler factor and we know that we need to be in the appropriate areas to sell this type of merchandise So we're looking differently forward it wouldn't be as we have in the past and uh we have a partner with us uh, Legends that is part of our process we they are global they're a very bit large company in sporting but uh we know with them we'll have the ability to grow easier into larger cities if you know need be we could go to Miami we can go to LA. That would be our customer base. So uh, we're looking at things differently than the past.
1: It's a level. It's really. It's really. You know, we 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 looked at where we were, and we've really bumped it up a level. And and by that I don't mean you know whether it would be higher prices or, or a higher experience. We are still an off-price self-serve retailer. That's what we are at, at our core. But I think the merchant team has really done an amazing job of of finding just differentiated product. You can find a lot of those mass brands that Judy mentioned anywhere. You can find them at at a department store that does high, low pricing. You can find them at an outlet mall and you can find them at all of the other off price guys. So to just be another store that opens up selling the same stuff, that doesn't sound like really a recipe for success. And I think our merchants have really done an outstanding job of finding unique, differentiated product that you can only find here uh, at the prices that 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 we're offering it at, and it's I think I'm I I'm I'm proud of the the offering in the store.
0: We'll be right back after this short break. Actually, I wanted to ask about that. So, Judy, this this is your area. You've been at the company for a while. Uh, what what kind of brands are you bringing in now? You mentioned kind of American classic designers, but also new and emerging brands. Um, yeah, what's your approach? How are you How are you coming to the brands? What are you telling them? And What kind of brands are, what's the ideal brand right now for you at, at the new century 21?
2: Well, I think when we say new and emerging, a lot of that is focused on New York city brands, where we really are trying to capitalize on who we are and capitalize, maybe not not the right word, but we know the legacy of New York to century 21. And we appreciate it. We've been through, honestly, many years of different, uh, crazy things that have happened, including 9-11. We had the bombing in the World Trade Center. I was there for all those. We rebuilt. We are a company that rebuilds. And we felt like that's why we added New York City to the name. We are a company that also rebuilds, like New York City. Our heart is there. So we are looking uh, for many brands like that within the area. We we also do a lot of Brooklyn-based brands. um, And I think just in general, the buyers know that's a focus. We really that's something we do not see in any other off-price stores. so that that's a main focus with the new and emerging. As for better brands, I mean we'll be looking at department stores uh, but again, there's the usuals that seem to turn up in a lot of company uh, other stores like ours I I don't want to name those brands but there are then some that aren't and the ones that aren't would be who we're looking at. We want the customer to walk in and know every again every time they walk in there's going to be a surprise within the assortment. It's not going to be the always expected, uh, and they'll find that too, but there'll always be something different. And, uh, I, I, I feel they have done a very good job at the team, uh, really sourcing out what's of the moment. So that I have to say it that way. They're very big on trends and just finding the most desirable names out there today. And, uh, they're, they're, they're on it. They were definitely on it. They're a good team.
0: Is your team just constantly out there? There is it like a rolling thing? Always, um, new brands coming in all the time. God, what what's the what's the like cadence? I guess, and in, in terms of because I know there's new stuff every day, but in terms of new brands, every day, just as every you week. said, every
2: day we get deliveries, and we try what we do to keep it constantly rolling is not do too much depth. So it's some it could be a, a smaller assortment. So if you don't buy it today, it won't be there tomorrow. But that's the idea of constantly have that ever changing turn of newness coming in, and uh, it's it works well. It really does. It's there's an excitement in that as well. So you know, if you don't buy it right there, it's going to be gone. It definitely keeps the customers coming. So they are buying daily. They're buying daily. We have deliveries coming daily.
0: And so, is your team also? You know, you said they they're really good at staying on top of the moment. I imagine they're they're looking at TikTok and you know other stuff and keeping keeping in touch with what people like how much of of those decisions is led by the consumer and they're asking about specific brands or you see them talking about specific brands and then you you go out and find them
2: it's definitely led by that we do get emails still with requests and we, we do have that knowledge thank god that we can feed off of we also of course tiktok social media is so important we do trade shows you know we're getting our own uh you know um Uh, papers that are industry-wide. So we're doing it ourselves, I would say. And the biggest thing we do and being on top of your game and comp shopping. So that's not just comp shopping our competitors, but comp shopping the regular price stores that are out there and the neighborhood stores like in Brooklyn or in Soho. You know, uh, this is what we do. This is who we are. So they're constantly doing that. They're out there.
0: I want to ask a little bit also about um, the kind of logistics side and and companies you're partnering with on things like deliveries or e-commerce, stuff like that. Did a lot of that carry over from the the previous iteration of Century 21 or did you have to create all new partnerships and start working with new people for that? I'm definitely let Larry talk about this
2: more, but it is, it, we're yeah. new,
0: we're a startup. So Larry can.
1: Yeah. It, it's really all new, new, um, you know, Century 21 evolved over the, you know, 60 years that we were in business from, you know, 1961 through, through 2020. Um, and everything was really done in-house, and, and part of the decision-making about relaunching the brand was we really needed to focus on our core competency, which is amazing brands at amazing prices. That's what what Century 21 was known for, just having unique, differentiated product at, at great prices. We weren't known for our uh, deep skills in logistics or our, or, or our, our deep knowledge of of IT infrastructure. So the decision was, how do we outsource a lot of this? Uh, Judy had mentioned that we are in partnership with a company called Legends. Um, uh, Legends is really an an entertainment and experiential company that operates around the world. They do do a lot of um, sporting events, but they also do a lot of other New York City attractions, such as One World Observatory, Um, They they have a partnership with uh, Madison Square Garden and Radio City Music Hall, and obviously they run a lot of the activities up at Yankee Stadium. So they are really um, logistical experts. So by partnering with Legends to be our operator, um, it really freed up the folks at Century 21, specifically Judy and her team, to really do what they do best, that, that we don't need to be derailed by... Um, systems issues or logistical issues. We talk about it. We talk about it a lot. But we have partners that we can take it from our plate onto their plate. Like, we need you to solve these issues for us so that we can really focus on procuring great merchandise and trying to offer the best, easiest in-store shopping experience that we can. So, um, you know, Legends is really an integral part of our future um, in terms of bringing operational expertise to the business. And then we have subcontractors beyond that 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 really do a lot of our whether it's inbound from the vendor to to the facilities that process our merchandise that then bring it to the store. Um, we don't have a website yet. You know, we are we are just one store. But uh, Legends also will will bring to the table all of the technology needs that we have uh, for getting the website launched when that time you know does come, and then all of the logistical needs that go around that. But uh, We've really gone from doing everything ourselves, which I think a lot of, you know, we were a 60-year-old startup. We were always kind of in startup mode, taking on the work ourselves to really realizing in, in in 2023, that's really not how the world operates. We really need to focus on our core competency, which is merchant-focused through Judy and her team, and turn the rest of the business over to experts that can help us really facilitate that seamless guest experience so that's that's really been our focus
0: yeah and actually i wanted to follow up and ask about e-commerce um i know you're you're still kind of in the middle of developing that but uh uh, the store seems like a big focus for the relaunch but i'm wondering how is how is online shopping going to kind of factor into what you guys are are doing and in terms of merchandising or you know the sp- revenue split and stuff like that. I don't know. What's your, what are your plans around Yeah, that? I mean, just from a business
1: point of view, you know, we had a fully um, developed website in the past. It was growing. Uh, it was not our largest store. I think for a lot of traditional retailers, e-commerce has become their largest store. It was not ours. Um, you know, we know we need to be in that lane. That's just, that's the customers there. Um, we do have a marketing site up right now. So if you go to c21stores.com, we are using the platform and the website as a way to, um, you know, keep the door open. For our customers that might land there, whether they land there organically or, or, or they get bounced there or they search for it. Um, but, but we still have some work to do um, from a from a systems point of view and from a logistics point of view that the, the folks that I just mentioned and making sure that we can duplicate this in-store experience online. And it does become challenging for us just based on how you know Judy and her team manage the whole procurement system. You know, we, we don't get what we're not a vertical retailer and, and we're not big enough um, like some of the, the other big omni channel retailers that that get from the vendor photography, copy, spec writing, all of the assets that are needed. Um, and they just have to basically operate like a marketplace and get the image up and sell it. We have to do all of that work ourselves. So the whole PL for e at Century 21 is dramatically different. And I think if you look at most of the off price guys. Uh, Many of them are not even in the e-commerce business. Um, um, Some that, you know, that I won't mention have been in and out of it. They're now back in it in a very little way. Um, But most of them, especially the more um, moderately priced uh, off price guys, um, they're not in it at all because it just doesn't make sense financially. So um, I think we, we need to to fine tune what we're doing in our first store, which is now downtown. Um, and then we will replicate that online when the time is right. But we we believe it's important. We, we know it's in our future. Um, it's not in our near future or our distant future, but uh, it's, it's at some future. point.
2: <laughs> I think an important note though, when we do get back into this, and this is something that as a consumer myself, uh, that would for me uh, make me uh, unhappy as a shopper in any store, they're not parallel. They're not running parallel The uh, what's coming into the brick and mortar versus what's going online. Our intention would be to absolutely run parallel with restrictions where there might be some, but we feel that we'll have a good assortment that would we'll be able to go on. So, it, you know, we'll be in the future at some
0: point. It is an interesting channel. And, you know, like you said, uh, it, it feels to me, and I've talked about this with a couple of people on the podcast. It feels to me that e-commerce, you know, early on seemed much more like easier and you know uh, opening a store is very expensive and there's a lot of work that goes into it but i kind of feel like over time it's become a little bit the opposite where e-commerce is very complex and it, it there can be uh, random changes in ios policy that suddenly derails your whole thing whereas a store uh, even with all the work that goes into a store is kind of straightforward it's just it's a store you put it in a good location you've got good product and people come in um it's I shocking that you say that
1: because people, people often think that it's it's much more cost effective to operate a website. And it was 10, 15 years ago. It was. You know, yeah. when, we, when we first launched our first um, step into e-commerce, uh, was C21stores.com back in 2011 as a flash sale site. Um, and it was easy. You know, you find, you know, you, you take a hundred items, you put it up, it's a limited time, you know, you push out an email and you pick, pack, and ship from the store. It's simple. But the, the way that, that we need to do it, based on how we procure goods and the deals that that the merchant team gets, it is very labor intensive. It's it's you know everyone today offers free shipping. There's no such thing as free shipping. Someone's paying for it. Um, you know the the people to pick and pack it, the the cost of the cardboard, the cost of the postage, the cost of the trucking. I I, I don't often think that people factor all of that into it. it it's much easier for us to ship hundred items to a store and put it on a four-way and the customer carries it out versus you still got to pay someone to put it away in a warehouse. Then you've got to pick it. You've got to pack it. You've got to ship it. You've got to deal with the free returns. Um, all of the things that the customer now demands today from a, an e-commerce site make it, it's profitable, but, it, but it's not certainly for us more profitable than the store.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a lot more complicated, I think, than, than some people realize. I wanted to ask for both of you guys, uh, have you felt any pressure from inflation or the state of the economy in terms of how the Century 21 shopper is approaching, you know, on the one hand, I think off prices, uh, you know, positioned well, because people are looking for a deal. On the other hand, the people who are most likely to be affected by, you know, negative stuff happening in the economy are also probably people who are shopping at lower price outlets anyway. So I don't know, what's your take on that? Is there, is it, less pressure or more pressure from that?
2: For me, and, on the merchant side, it's a great point. And it's something we always discuss is that high and low. We definitely do carry a lot of, you know, high-end merchandise and even our price is still, you know, fairly high retail. But we do try to keep a, a good amount at a, a basics and an affordable price. So we, we definitely have a good mix. It's not that we walked away from that completely. And the one thing I'll say, and I know Larry's going to talk about this a little more in the off-price world, but in the luxury business, that really hasn't, fallen off. It's been steady. So that's one area that... And again, we have a uniqueness because we're carrying more brands than most. So it hasn't really fallen off for us. It's actually it's our top area in the store, the designer. So it there's a love for it. It's still less expensive than you're going to find in other places. So it's it hasn't been an issue for us in that sense. But I know Larry's going to talk a little bit more about the off price world. We've discussed this ourselves.
1: Yeah, I think it's really the tale of two different customers. They're there everyone has been impacted by inflation, whether whether you're in the you know the top 10% or the bottom 10% of earners everyone notices that your your dollar just doesn't go as far and and i don't care who you are everyone wants a deal no matter what wanting a deal and needing a deal are two very different things the customer who needs a deal who who is shopping really more for basics more for i need shoes i need pants i need a coat uh, you know my kid needs to go back to school you know christmas is coming whatever they're they're shopping out of uh, they're a need based shopper versus a want based shopper the want-based shopper is really that that fashion customer, and that's who we are positioning ourselves to go after. Uh, they still want a deal, of course. You know, you know, Gucci at fifty percent off is amazing at Century Twenty One, but you don't really need that. You want it, so I, I think while we've seen just wholesale and retail prices go up across the board, I think at, at at every retailer, we still have you know, going back to our north star, you know, the best deals on the best brands. And while the prices might be higher than they were in twenty nineteen, uh, they're still amazing deals. And if you're looking for fashion, um whether you're that you know that whole you know dressed in a designer from head to toe or you're the high low customer, you know that that you want you know basic jeans, but an amazing handbag, um, you can find all of that still at century twenty one at amazing prices. We do see that our AUR is higher than it was in twenty nineteen. But it's not higher than inflation. Um, I don't see it as a deterrent to our customer. Uh, and I and I think it it's in line with who we are as a brand, you know, offering amazing discounts on amazing brands every day.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's a, a great approach to it. I wanted to ask, uh, holiday is coming up, and I know for any retailer, especially with a, a physical retailer, um you know, that's always a big part of the year. I'm wondering, do you guys have specific strategies in mind and how you're prepping for that? And and generally speaking, do you have like, you know, parts of the year that tend to be big? Uh And are you shifting that at all in terms of what you're emphasizing? Like, are you doing more holiday stuff or less than kind of the previous Century 21 iteration?
2: Uh, Like I think any store would, it's important that we do uh collectively come together in every category and pull together holiday assortment. So we will, we'll have all the, you know, gifts at a price under 25, under 50. Then we'll have some wow items in our designer world, and contemporary cashmere sweaters. So we always do things like that, including some uh, holiday uh, oriented types of home goods, things like that. So yes, yeah, so we'll be doing all of that. And something we've just put together that seems pretty exciting. That'll be weekly. We'll be doing a deal of the century. Uh, that's in our store and we'll be promoting that online to our customers and this could be based on an item so it could be you know puffer outerwear under seventy dollars or seventy dollars at the price and then doing um brands that we have at great discounts so you know, for instance, we'll be doing an All Saints review. All Saints, you don't really see typically in off price. We'll be doing a, a good amount of it as a category. We'll be doing scotch and soda at an amazing price. And we'll be pulling that all together into an area in the store so that the customer knows this is coming. So a lot of that will be some of the wows that we're doing to entice the customer. Uh, you know, basically daily on our floors, we set up trends too. So whether it's holiday or just trends of what's out there today. So for, t- for right now, we did red is a very good trend this year. Faux leather, uh, knitwear, sweaters, you know, we, we have that one running right now. We create that within our store to help the customer shop. So that's consistent holiday, not holiday. It's something we're always promoting.
0: Okay, last thing I want to ask you uh, for both of you guys. So we talked about how E-commerce maybe is going to happen sometime in the future. Additional stores might happen sometime in the future. Um, What are some plans you guys have uh, upcoming soon that are anything a little more concrete that you can talk about? Or, uh, you know, if you have general goals or milestones you want to hit for, for the new Century 21 NYC, I'd love to hear more kind of just generally where you want to go from here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, we 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 as part of reimagining the brand, um, you know, we we really need the world to normalize a little bit more before we can normalize. Um, you know, tourism in New York is still not where it was uh, pre-COVID. Um, you know, consumers' shopping uh, needs and wants and habits have changed dramatically. Um, you know, we are in the process of of doing some research to really understand that and figure out uh, where does our next door need to be and when. Um, we know there will be another store. Um, it, it won't be uh, in the next 12 months, um, but it might be the next 24 months. Um, you know, NYC is, is, is in our name now. Um, we believe that there's opportunity to continue growing in New York. We had um, four or five stores here before, you know, we were downtown, uptown city point Bay Ridge, Rego park. Um, we believe that there is still business to be had there and a customer that, that, wants to live in the white space that we're trying to create with the best brands at the best prices. So there is growth in our future. Um, It will probably be another physical store before it is a a website. Um, We think that that makes the most sense. We're going to fine tune and and perfect what we're doing here downtown. We want to duplicate that in in another physical box uh, within New York City, ideally. And then Get back online. We, we feel that, that that's important. So, you know, we we do have a uh, a plan for the future. It's it's not formalized or finalized. So there's nothing really more that I can share with you. But you know, we believe that as New York continues to normalize, the economy continues to to find its new level, whatever that is. Um, that there there's a need in the market for Century 21, or, or else we would not have reopened. Um, we know there's a fashion customer out there that's looking for great deals on great brands. I keep saying that, but I mean that—that that at the core is who and what we are, um, whether that's in Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens or New Jersey. Um, you know, who knows where it will be, but it will happen.
0: And hopefully this time there won't be a massive pandemic that happens right before your store I hope not. Who would have thought? We (laughs) hope. Well, I think that's all the time we have. But Judy and Larry, thank you both so much for joining us on the Glossy Podcast. This was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you.
2: Daniel. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. If you like this episode, subscribe, give us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.